Welcome to Brand by Design with your host, certified BG5 business consultant, myself, Ashley Brianna Eve. The goal of this podcast is to help you create a clear, consistent, creative personal brand to help you stand out and get paid for what you are best at. If you are ready to leverage your unique expertise and build a highly profitable, personally fulfilling business, this is the place. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm always so honored to have you here. And it is Boxing Day after taking a couple weeks off, I think two weeks off of work and the business and really just contemplating and being present. Actually, on the last call we had in Copy That Sells My Membership, we talked about that, how sometimes the best thing you can do for your brand and business is to pattern interrupt and take time away. Not only because of the conditioning we're taking in when we see other people's posts and what other people are apparently celebrating and what other people are doing, but also because often, especially when admittedly, right? I mean, you are the best at what you do. When we are really good at what we do, exceptional at what we do, and it comes easy, it is easier to continue to produce in that respect than it is to take time away and be present and really tune in with what is trying to come through you and that next step of your journey. And so the two weeks away that I took wasn't just to really tune out of what everyone else is doing. It's so easy, especially in such a polarized space of the spirituality worlds and just the world in general. It's so easy to think, well, what I want to do or I believe to be true or my views, etc., are wrong or bad or whatever, right? It's so easy to get caught up in this mess, to get caught up in the this or that, as Ra Ruhu would say. I mean, I'm seeing it in so many different ways and how one person's wrong for this and the other person's right for this and that person's right for this and the other person's wrong for this. And I'm seeing it even in how a lot of members of my community over the last year have really found God and gone on that journey. And now I'm seeing this polarization and almost the us versus them mentality of those that are on a certain path versus those that are not on that path. And I've always believed that my community is one of acceptance and one of finding our gray zone rather than getting pulled into who we think we should be because other people are telling us that or because it's become popular, because it's the quote unquote new way. I really believe in finding our gray zone. And again, I think sometimes that gray zone can only come from disconnecting. And part of the reason why I've always been such an advocate of building a brand is it gives you that time to disconnect. It allows you to have that time to disconnect because the brand is able to do that heavy lifting for you while you take time away. So anyway, needless to say, I'm still kind of just simmering in everything that's come through. I think the biggest thing for me this past year, well, there's two pieces that I want to go over here and I'm sharing for multiple reasons. One, because it's a massive shift for my brand. And two, because I know so many people that actually don't give themselves the permission to pivot, to change, to evolve. And they get stuck in old paradigms of self that slowly eat away at their soul. And that is one of the reasons, one of the pillars of why they are low energy, not because they're a projector. I'm so tired of that old narrative of I don't have energy because I'm a projector. I don't have energy because I'm a reflector. I don't have energy because I'm a manifester. It's that narrative is 
it's tired, guys. There's so many reasons that I look at first, and this is another thing we went over on the copy that sells membership call. There's so many things I look at first before I would ever even consider blaming tiredness on a design. So what I'm really calling you into is really looking at if, for example, you're tired or you're overwhelmed or you're burned out or you're not sleeping well or there's just this little inkling inside that something's a little off, I'm hoping that this episode will call you into saying yes to what that next age looks like for you, what that next era looks like for you, what that next level of evolution looks like for you, because you're always meant to evolve. You're either growing and evolving or you're dying. Nothing in nature is ever stagnant. Nothing in nature is ever stagnant. And we are nature. So when we are in this place of stagnation, actually, I'll give you an analogy I just used on a call recently. When we're placing in a place of stagnation, I want to think of stagnant water. All right. So I want you to have this image in your head of water running through a stream and it's running downhill. It's this beautiful crystal clear water where all the animals can drink from it and get their nourishment and their hydration and a tree falls down in it and that tree falls down. And what it does is it blocks the flow of the water. Now that mini ecosystem that starts to develop in that stagnant water is still not stagnant (laughs) because what's happening is in that water just sitting there and festering bacteria is growing algae blooms are growing and oxygen is depleting so the oxygen within that water that is now stopped the oxygen's going down the algae blooms going up and that once healthy water that animals would drink from is now killing animals and is now impacting negatively the ecosystem around it because the water can't flow through the tree because of the tree in its path. So what do we do? Well, we don't go and try to treat the stagnation, right? What we do often in spirituality and coaching and all of this and self-development is we see the disease that's being created there. And instead of just picking up the tree and allowing things to flow again, which is not only the easiest thing, right? In your business, maybe it's that tree is you blocking yourself from the direction you really wanna go, which will open up your life force energy again. Well, instead of just lifting up the tree, people are putting supplements in the water. They're trying to strain out the algae bloom. They're trying to block it off so the animals can't drink from it. Uh, They're doing whatever, right? They've got all these things that they're trying to do to the water that's still stagnant, that's still just sitting there and festering and swirling in disease when all you had to do was let the energy flow again when all you had to do was lift the tree up and very often that is the easiest thing to do will it require strength probably if it's a big ass tree it's going to be heavy yet it's still even though it requires strength to remove the blockage it's still easier than dumping all these supplements in it trying to strain out the algae bloom blocking it off trying to institute a new biosecurity thing. I don't know, right? Like all these different things we do. I mean, another thing that comes to mind is how we decimate predators in certain areas like the wolf. And then you hold these deer hunts and slaughter all the deers because they don't have natural predators. It's like, well, why aren't we thinking of the problem first, the root cause of the problem, which is you removed all the fucking wolves and you're encroaching on their territory. Like we removed all the wolves so that we can build there, but now the deer are a problem and they're eating all the crops. So we kill all the deer and the deer get more disease because there's too many deer and they're not being killed off and they don't have enough food. Why are we not looking at root cause? 
and we're not looking at root cause for damn near anything these days. So anyway, <laughs> that was um, a little bit of an offshoot of what I want to talk about. So that's what I hope I'm calling you into today is looking at root cause of the disease. And I don't necessarily mean cancer or heart disease or anything like that, although it may be manifesting like that, but just root cause in the sense of why am I tired? Why am I exhausted? Why am I burned out? Why am I edgy? And being honest with self about it, because I think there's a lot of people, especially as we move into the cross of sleeping Phoenix that are being called into something different, called into something more, and they're staying stuck. They're staying stagnant for all these stories. And then because you now you've blocked yourself, that tree's fallen down, that's when the disease, the overthinking, the et cetera, et cetera, starts to fester. So, all right, there's two things I want to talk about primarily in regards to where I'm going. And if you've been a longtime listener of this podcast, you know I don't have a script. I just talk. And so we might go off on these little offshoots that I just went on there. But number one, I think I want to talk about Oh, which one do I want to start with? All right, let's start with the industry as a whole and then come down to me and my journey. So if I'm being completely honest, I'm just tired of the industry in general. And when I say the industry, I, I primarily am speaking to the business coaching industry or the online business coaching industry. And for the last, I'd say three and a half, four years, I've been a stand for strategy, for simple business models, for really supporting people and creating something that's sustainable and scalable. And, you know, when I first came out with a message that was very different, when I first came out with a message that was against the grain and against the big names who were saying, just calibrate to me, just follow your feminine flow, just say what you want. When I really came out and spoke against that, I got a lot of hate from some of the biggest flow, feminine, girl power, feminine leadership tribes. I won't name anyone, but they came for me from fake accounts. And of course, you know, what I've realized over the years is when you push back a bit, people can't help but show their hand. So I do know the communities that were creating fake accounts. They were going across all my platforms, giving my podcast zero ratings, trashing my Facebook business page, um, sending me hate mail. Like it was horrific. And these are some of the accounts that you would look at from the outside and be like, oh my God, they're the epitome of what it means to build like a feminine flow business. And it was just nasty, vile shit behind the scenes. So I wasn't afraid to speak up against things that I didn't believe in or that I felt were harmful to people to believe in in regards to building an online business. And this isn't to say that I'm perfect. I'm not holding, oh God, I'm not holding myself up as I have it all together. I'm perfect. I am the only person to listen to. Of course not. If anything, and you've been in my space, you understand how important it is to me to find your own truth. I'm always guiding my clients back to their truth. And I always say, if that's what you want and it's truly in alignment with you and you understand the byproduct of that, of what it looks like in your business, then go for it. So for me and speaking out against it, from what I believed in, it didn't create a sustainable, scalable business. And you know, for me as well to be in business with something, to promote something, to be involved with a niche of something or whatever, a sector of the world, I have to believe in it and I have to stand behind it. 
I'm not someone that can, you know, show up and sell something that I personally am feeling icky within or what I don't believe in. And more and more, the business coaching space just gives me a sinking feeling in my belly. And, you know, sorry, guys, I know this isn't coming out as probably articulate as you're used to or as easy as you're used to. I'm working through it with you guys. Uh, Like I said, I don't have a script. So what I think has happened is I do think there's a lot of people waking up to the fact that the the point there's no point in chasing like the 10k months or the 20k months or the 50k months because what happens after that okay congratulations you hit a 10k month so what about the next month what about three months from now is it just this endless chasing of higher income months like is is that it is that it because when people are doing that what a lot of people are realizing is they don't have something that's sustainable or scalable and they ultimately don't even have a business or a business model. They're just flying by the seat of their pants. And I believe a lot of people are starting to wake up to that. The problem is, and what I'm seeing, is because people fundamentally have not built a business or they don't even have in their mind what it means to build a business from the ground up, it's just a hot mess that we're trying to work with. And people are trying to plug the holes that are just draining their energy with BG5 and it doesn't work like that. And in fact, I think, BG5 can be a little bit of a part of the problem because people have no concept of business and no concept of what it means to actually create a business with practical strategy are teaching people BG5. In my mind, I think you should have to have knowledge of business to be certified in BG5 because it's just perpetuating a lot of harmful information on what it means to build a business. And what I mean by that is just wait for the invitation. Just wait for something to respond to. Don't initiate anything. And that's really harmful to people that are building businesses amongst other things, um, such as taglines like the second lines, just be okay with not knowing how to describe what you do. Well, it's not actually good business advice. So what I've noticed is people that are waking up to this have really kind of had this veil lifted. And while I think it's incredible that a lot of people are waking up to this, that a lot of people are realizing that they want to build an actual business, that people are realizing what it takes to build an actual business and something that, you know, whether they want it to be a legacy or, you know, quote unquote, a dynasty or anything like that, or just something that goes towards building the lifestyle they want, which includes donating to the causes they want, whatever the reason behind it, people are starting to wake up to it. Now, what I've realized is very draining for me is two things within this is number one, people are kind of like back and forth, right? So they know they need the strategy, but they're not actually committed to it. So they're kind of half in, half out, then wondering why they're not getting the results. And they kind of ebb and flow back and forth between strategy and just energy and strategy and just energy. And it, it's for me just heartbreaking to see this pattern repeat itself and but the second piece of this is people coming into containers which is also heartbreaking and thinking well I just need bg5 I just need a little bit of bg5 information that's going to fix my business and it's like but the problem is you've spent the last few years chasing numbers or milestones without creating a business and you ain't got a business this isn't a business and there's something, a term that comes to mind when I was a vet tech that always brings me back to where I've been with the coaching industry. And a vet I was on the road with one day, she said, it's not my circus, not my monkeys. And she said, you need to ask yourself, is this your circus? Is this your monkeys? And 
I honestly don't believe that I'm so passionate about business itself that cleaning up the disaster, you know, I almost feel like it's like, have you seen the GIF? And it's like this person on the beach and the waves keep rolling in. They've got a mop and they're trying to like mop the waves back. It just feels like that. And yeah, the more I sit in it, it's just not my circus, not my monkeys. And so what I've decided is that I will take on a limited amount of one-on-one business clients after this round of Branded by Design 101 wraps up. And after this round of Branded by Design, the mastermind wraps up, I will take on a limited amount of business clients, but it's going to be a limited, like I'm talking maybe like two to three per year. And that's not going to be a focus of my business anymore. And believe it or not, I've sat down to record this episode probably like seven times and started recording it seven times. So hopefully this one actually makes it to the podcast because that's a big thing for me. And it's also very scary for me to say because, you know, I don't make hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. I don't make millions of dollars a month. So to support the sanctuary I've created and everything I've created, it's not realistic to not have a business or to not make money. And that's also not a part of my values. I really believe that good people do good things with more money. And I've also realized that helping people in a different way is how I can best serve others and nourish myself as well and really come home to myself and take care of myself because what I've also realized is not just the industry itself was starting to give me anxiety but you know I'd go to check my messages for different programs I would run throughout this year and I was starting to get anxious in the morning when I thought of having to open my phone and the apps on it and that was kind of a big red light for me and what was really important for for me personally on my journey this year was to figure out is it just because I'm, I've am i got a lot going on? It was a really tough year at the farm. It was a really tough year with the sanctuary. Um, we even had, well, I even had someone from Scott's World that created a fake account to trash me on platforms, clearly triggered by what I've created. So, um, you know, it's been a year. It's been, it's been a crazy year. So part of my process was not to pivot out of frustration on how things have gone or overwhelm on how things have gone or anything like that, but truly pivot from a place of groundedness and strength. And I, so therefore I didn't want to pivot early and I didn't want to make that decision early, but as that kept coming through and kind of the anxiety got stronger, every time I would go to check like my Slack or my Facebook or whatever, I just realized that it was a big sign. And so it was really important for me to sit with. And overall, I don't know if I've communicated this well at all. Overall, a big piece of it is the industry itself while, and now please don't get this twisted because this is not what I'm saying. I'm a big believer in the business coaching space. I am a big believer in coaching. All right. So I think this is really important for me to stress because I do not want any kind of misinterpretation or projection around what I'm saying. I am a big believer in it. I've had coaches from the time I was like five for sports and everything tutors to for school I was never really good at science and math so I had tutors as I've grown up I've gone to therapy which I highly suggest every entrepreneur do I so I've had that I've had coaches myself in different realms for fitness schools my yoga teachers my spiritual teachers and guides shamans I've hired business coaches 
I am such a big believer in the industry itself. All right. So I want to make sure it's clear. That's not what I feel a disconnect with. The disconnect is what is predominantly touted or elevated in what it quote unquote means to build a spiritual business or what it means to build an online business and what it's often said to mean or be in building an online business is if it's difficult you're doing it wrong if you have to hustle you're doing it wrong if you ever have a bad day you're doing it wrong if you (laughs) are never high vibe you're doing it wrong if you have to do anything other than lean back and receive you're doing it wrong that you should never have to work hard or else you're doing it wrong that you shouldn't have strategy in your business because that's bro marketing and that's wrong that you should never be in your masculine because if you're in your masculine that's wrong that is what i just cannot get behind anymore and in conjunction with business means just chasing higher and higher milestones and i believe it's all of this that has turned the industry into kind of a churn and burn rather than really a space of elevating incredible creators that can yes make a lot of money sure but ultimately from a place of making powerful impact and something that i've talked about in my communities that was a real drain on me and what i've never promoted and what i actually promote the opposite of is you know, a narrative the last year and a half of how little can I do for more money? How little can I give? How little can I show up? How little can I be present for more money? And while there's something to be said for self-paced options so that you don't burn out, while there's something to be said for funnels and all of that, I agree with all of that. Even in those options, it's like, how can I provide as little as possible and make more money? Rather than how can I give more than anyone else and really show people I give a shit and care? And that really was hard for me to see as well. So again, I just want to reiterate before we move over to point two, that it's not the coaching industry itself I don't agree with. I think it's amazing. I think it's required. I actually think that's important that people, you know, if you have a therapist, that you also have a coach because they're doing different things. Having a coach is very different than having a therapist, which has also been misconstrued i think people in the online space are starting to try and take on therapist roles when they're a coach and that is just a i used to be a counselor and that just really is not good (laughs) so to me i think it's really important to have if you have a therapist also a coach because a coach is really helping guide you back or they should be to your own inner wisdom and asking the right questions for you to come back to your own answers so they have very different roles it's just like i said some of the narratives the predominant narratives that I don't agree with. And because I don't agree with it so strongly, it has kind of come to a place of like, not my circus, not my monkeys. And point two for me has been what I kind of already said, where, you know, I've gone this year and noticed that there hasn't, like, I love what I do. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I love helping people build businesses. I have one-on-one clients that send me their spreadsheets after a launch and I get as excited about them as going over it and seeing what we can tweak for the next launch. I love logic. I love all of it. I love helping people excel ultimately. I, you know, if we want to blame the fact I'm a right angle cross a service, maybe it's that, but I just love helping people excel. And on top of that, I really believe good people do great things in this world with more money. I could not sustain the sanctuary I have or even have purchased the farm in the first place if I was still in corporate it's just not realistic and I donate a lot I help a lot I do a lot behind the scenes with animal rescue and networking 
where I couldn't do it and I wouldn't have a voice in those matters if I wasn't resourced the way I am. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things that we can do is get more money. And one of the best things we can do is get more money in the hands of good people that are actually going to change this world and start shifting things in a different direction. That said, one, like I said, I was noticing I was starting to get more anxiety when I opened up my apps. And the last time I felt that was when I had a major pivot in my business because I wasn't planning long enough. I had planned about three months out in my business, but not longer than that. And even with the three months, I felt like I was on a hamster wheel. And so that kind of anxiety was coming back, that daily anxiety. And it's just not an okay state for me to live in. I don't label anything bad as or good. I think the, the feeling of stress is something that we need. There's actual studies to show when you remove the part of the brain from rats or mice that produce stress hormones, the rats or mice die. So we do need that. However, it's not a state I desire to live in constantly. And something I was feeling a lot of, you know, as I've gone on my spiritual awakening journey over the years, I'm more sensitive to energies as I'm sure you've experienced in your own journey. And as I've noticed people kind of like in this panic state, right? Cause they've been building these house of cards on quote unquote feminine energy and it's all kind of coming, tumbling down. There has been at times this like even though, you know, this is what I always say, it's not that you don't get projections because you're a two or five, right? Everyone gets projections, but these projections that like copywriting could save the day or, you know, BG5 could save the day or I could save the day when people fundamentally don't trust themselves or when people fundamentally don't even have like the core pieces of what it means to build a business. And it was just a lot to take on. And the more I went on the journey with the farm, and building out the sanctuary. We also have the chicken business that I have on the farm, but just building out like what the farm is. I'm already excited to get a bigger property. I wish though, as a side note, we could purchase farmland from next to us because I never want to leave this house ever. I love this property so much. And the space we have, I think we're like on the edge of running out of. <laughs> so anyway, as I went on that journey, it felt like I was kind of also, and this is probably where some of the stress and anxiety was coming from as well, almost living this double life. So I had all these beliefs and here's, I want to back up and say, I don't believe your purpose has to be what you do. So what I'm saying is not linked to, you have to find your purpose or find a way to monetize your purpose. I think that's bullshit. I think that keeps a lot of people on the hamster wheel. And I also believe that for people like us, feeling like you're living a double life is something that's not sustainable long-term. And so what I was really desiring to do, I think, and what really didn't come through until I took the two weeks off was to merge everything, to somehow merge it so that it all made sense together in my brain. <laughs> so it all made sense together in my soul and so that I could really bring my multiple passions together and business coaching wasn't one way to do it wasn't any way to do that to be honest because the business coach Ashley is totally different and we have a brand us in every realm of life but totally different than the sanctuary owner Ashley or the chicken owner the chicken lover crazy chicken lady Ashley or anything like that and so I was just really feeling that disconnect on new levels and so you know, I've gone back and forth on how to bring that through. And this is something I always say all the time is the breakthrough is going to be coming. The breakthrough is going to come in the space between particles. And what I mean by that is the breakthrough is going to come when you relax. This isn't to say 
right? This is from a spiritual sense. And that's something I've always been really intentional in, in separating is the spiritual and the business. And so when I say the breakthrough is going to come in the space between particles, it's not to say you just lean back and clients fall in and you know you lean back you take a bubble bath which is sometimes promoted you take the bubble bath you take the vacation you share the lifestyle pictures and million dollar clients are going to be banging down your dms what i mean by this is the space between particles taking that spaciousness and not trying to figure it out from the mind but allowing the heart to lead allowing the body to lead allowing the soul to lead into that next evolution so whenever i would try to figure it out from the mind right and maybe you can relate yourself whenever i try to figure it out from the mind well, nothing came from it. And it would never make sense how X, Y, and Z would come together. It would never make sense how you bring a sanctuary, a chicken business, and an online business together. And I remember at one point I was talking to my husband and I said, I would love to host yoga at the farm in the spring and have yoga therapy on the farm and polyvagal yoga and all these things. And I mean, the property's not big enough to have retreats or anything here, but to have yoga and such or one-on-one sessions here, absolutely. And I think, you know, with the online business the last few years and living on the farm, there's also been a desire for a little bit more like actual in-person stuff, if you will. I don't know if you can relate to that, but actually, you know, seeing people in real life, I'm kind of tired of the fact that people can just hide behind fake ass accounts and try to smear someone. Uh, And, you know, those would never be the people that would show up and say it to your face. But I really, I feel, am longing for that in-person stuff again. And for those that are newer here, you may not know, I actually ran an incredibly successful personal training studio and I closed it one when there was a follow-up with my business partner, which coincided with the time that I basically broke my back. So, you know, it at that time, my business partner was helping also with the space and I didn't really have employees or anything like that. So helping with the space and the location of the space was tied to her family, all these little pieces, right? So it was just kind of the time, I suppose. And believe it or not, I'm old enough that I didn't even realize you could run an online business until like five years ago. So it didn't even cross my head at the time to move it online, which is so wild to me. Anyway, it is what it is. And every piece of our journey leads us to where we are. But anyway, I was a personal trainer, holistic nutritionist, which I still am, yoga instructor, which I'm renewing, particularly in regards to yin and polyvagal, because those are my favorites. But really bringing in those aspects to the business as well is something I was called to. But again, when I would try to figure out from the mind, I'm like, I believe in a simple business model. I believe in a simple message. I believe in a clear message. And how do I bring this all together? And I, from the mind, as is always the case, we're never going to have that breakthrough. It's always going to come from the heart. So it was in the last few days that it really all came together in how this is going to look. And again, it's like nervousness, but it was a dream, believe it or not, that I had last night. And I'm actually going to share the dream with you here. (laughs) I'm going to share the dream. So We'll tell that story and then link it back to where we're going. So in the dream, we or I was going for a run on the beach and it was the ocean that I was running along, which there's no ocean anywhere near me. I'm in Ontario, Canada. And so I was running along the ocean and up ahead there was, and actually it reminds me of when I was in Australia, I used to always run on the beach. Better workout as well. Anyway, up ahead of me, there was a cruise ship and a train. 
And the cruise ship was like very like Titanic-esque. <laughs> like that kind of luxe vibe cruise ship. And the train was very kind of like old school. Uh, what do I want to think of? Like, I can't think of the word I want to think of, but kind of like old school, older train model, right? And so I come running up and I all of a sudden I'm like hit with like, there's all these people all around. And I kind of get caught in the crowds, which, you know, if you have any knowledge of dream analysis, I mean, I'm sure this all makes sense, right? It was, I woke up and I was like, oh my goodness, of course. And I'm a big believer in uh, dream analysis. So I got caught up in the crowds and somehow ended up on the boat or on the cruise ship. And I was on the cruise ship and I realized, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to be here. I'm not meant to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. And, and so this person helps me and the last minute I get off the cruise ship. But what I didn't realize in an attempt to get off and like continue my run and I'm in like my sweaty workout clothes, I, in my attempt to get off, I kind of get like pushed into the train by like nudged into the train by someone. And I never saw the figure, but it was like this figure that is walking with like a hood up and they kind of nudge me into the train and I fall into the train and the door closes behind me on the train and I'm talking to someone and I say, like, I'm not meant to be on here. What is going on? I don't even have my wallet. I don't have my phone. And it's so interesting as well as a side note, I've been turning my phone off at night, which has been amazing for dreams and, and remembering and all this stuff. Anyway, so I said, I don't have my phone. How am I supposed to get in touch with anyone? I don't have money. I, like I have nothing. I'm literally, I was out for a run. I have nothing. And so I start crying and the like steward, I don't know what they're called on a train. She's like, well, you know, we can't let you off, but you know, maybe just relax and you know, watch the scenery. And so I'm like in tears and I'm sitting on the train watching the scenery. And then we get to like, well, they said Sudbury, Ontario. <laughs> um, apparently Sudbury, Ontario. But we get there anyway, they pull over in like the middle of nowhere, the train pulls over in the middle of nowhere. And basically I get kicked off and they're like, this is your stop. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, I don't have a phone. I don't have money. I have nothing. And you're kicking me out. Like, I don't even know where I am. Where am I? And she's like, you just need to trust. And so she literally like shoves me out of the train in the middle of nowhere. And so I'm standing in the middle of nowhere in this forest and there's a moose and a wolf in front of me. And I don't want to get into the spiritual meanings of those right now, but they have very strong spiritual meanings towards intuition and trusting your intuition. So I'm in this forest and there's this wolf and this moose. And so I'm just walking and walking and walking. And they're always kind of off in the distance. They don't come towards me, but they're just watching me. And I keep going and I keep going and I keep going and I keep going. And I finally find this like janky like rest stop or convenience store or something. And I go into this janky rest stop and I was like, hi, you know, my name's Ashley. I don't know where I am. I don't know really how I got here. I don't have my phone, so I can't contact anyone for help. I don't have like anything. Obviously I don't have my phone. I don't have access to the internet. I don't have my wallet. I have no money. I don't have ID. And so everyone there is like super calm and like, it's kind of reminds me of those movies where yeah, anyway, so everyone's super calm and this one girl kind of steps forward and she goes, that's okay, where are you from? And I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, are you American or Canadian? And I said, well, I'm Canadian. And she goes, oh, okay, because we get a lot of travelers here. And I said, okay, and she goes, uh, well, stay with me 
She said, we'll try to get some messages out to people you know. Do you know their numbers? And I said, yes. So I gave her their numbers and she said, but while you're with me, why don't we go on a journey? And so we went on this journey and we were seeing whales. Like there's no fucking whales in Sudbury, Ontario, <laughs> which is deep spiritual meaning for whales as well. So we're seeing all these whales and I keep commenting on these beautiful whales. And I said, is it always like this here? It's so peaceful. Is it always like this here? It's so beautiful. Look at whales in the water. And uh, side note is when I was in Australia, I was also obsessed with the whales in the water. But anyway, I ended up waking up because one of the dogs woke me up. <laughs> but I think it was also meant to end the way it did where we had arrived at her house, but there was just this knowing that I wasn't meant to go in, but I didn't know where I was going. And so anyway, that's where the dogs woke me up. But I had that dream last night and I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe like I haven't been able to figure it out or I know why I couldn't figure it out and why I was meant to go on all these stages that I have. So this is actually the animal and the spirit guides have been something that's really been a big part of my life since the time I was a kid and dreams have been a big part of my life. So it was just really interesting how it all came together. I don't want to bore you guys with details. I'll tell you guys the direction we're going in. But anyway, it was a dream that brought it all together and confirmed it for me. So where I'm going with the business is, you know, I want to say a big pivot, but ultimately for those that have known me for a long time, it's really not. It's more of a weaving of everything I've done. <laughs> ultimately, you know, it feels like a big pivot, but ultimately it's like I'm taking this era of Ashley and this growth of Ashley of like the holistic health and wellness and this era of Ashley, which is the spirituality and this era of Ashley, which is the uh, yoga and fitness and this, you know, I mean, I'm just taking all these pieces together. So it makes so much sense at the same time as it might feel like a big pivot for those that are newer to my world. Anyway, what we're working towards and what we're creating is online and in-person guidance to support you on your path to self-discovery and healing in harmony with nature. And I'm going to, of course, bring forward a more clear message also and how the individual offers help. But ultimately, what I want this space to be, both online and in person, is for people that have been seeking, people that have been on these hamster wheels, people that are always pushing for more, 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 more. And, and I don't even just, I mean in all areas of life, right? Where there's such a disconnect from our own body, which bleeds over to a disconnect with nature. And, you know, this piece is going to potentially upset some people. But even where, you know, it's very interesting to me to watch people talk about their dogs and their connection with their dogs or their connection with their cats or their rabbits or even their horses, but then eat pigs and cows, right? And it's just very interesting for me to watch that disconnect with nature. And that might actually trigger a lot of people where people say, you know, screw you. Like I, you know, I actually had someone say that the devil was living in me because I'm vegan, which is really interesting. <laughs> but actually I was a so interesting the journey I've been on this is someone that was I consider one of my best friends at the beginning of this journey and then um, found God and told me that because I was vegan the devil was in me so it was really interesting but anyway um, it's been a journey I could write a book about my journey I probably should so it's just interesting to watch the disconnect and then people the where they wonder why they're still disconnected why there's still this disease why they're still um, even in their own body with their inner authority a disconnect and it's well you're ultimately still disconnected from yourself but you're ultimately disconnected from nature 
and we are one with nature. So it's interesting with the animals themselves. Another thing that was really interesting for me is because one of the pillars of this um, modality, if you will, that I'm bringing forward is animal guided wisdom from the rescue and retired animals at our farm and helping people reconnect to nature with animal guides. And that's going to take different forms at the farm. But something I said to my husband is, you know, there's such a focus on equine assisted therapy. I actually even ran a program that was equine assisted therapy back in the day. And that was run in conjunction with the Canadian Mental Health Association. It was NLP essentially, meeting equine assisted therapy. And it was an incredible program, I loved it. And yet it's something just as the observer that I noticed was horses are upheld and mostly because there's research to support it for their healing properties. But what about chickens? What about goats, especially rescue animals that have been through it? What about sheep? What about pigs? What about animals that are not just horses? And something I think we also have to be careful of is there's a lot of research now into the healing properties of horses, but just because there's not research into other animals doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Doesn't mean that it's not true. So the pillars of this new modality or the direction we're going in, which will be online and in person, won't be in person until the spring, is pillar one, animal guided wisdom from the rescue and retired animals at the farm and reconnecting to nature with animal guides. Obviously that's going to look a little bit different in terms of online and it'll be more of animals and animal guide wisdom from your life rather than from what's the animals that are on the farm here. Pillar two, spirituality and yoga to relax, open and strengthen the body-mind connection. And pillar three, wellness from the inside out to support a healthy gut and mind focused on plant-based eating. And so it really is this support of, to me, and what the intention behind it is, is living a connected life in harmony with nature, which then helps us heal, which then helps us be more connected with our inner authority and our inner truth, rather than what a lot of people do is they're trying to connect from the mind in. And that's the wrong way. It's backwards. You can't connect from the mind in. You connect from the heart, well, from your feet in the earth, up through your heart out, right? So anyway, this is the direction we're moving in. And so my content online is obviously going to shift. And while I'm nervous, I'm excited. And I think that's one of the big things is there's a calmness about the shift. Whereas before it was almost just like, oh my God, how, how do I bring this all together? And so what I hope to impart with you guys, and I'm going to wrap this up, is one, your breakthrough is going to come in the space between particles. 100% of the time. That is not to say business is about leaning back. Please don't, you know, I think we're so stuck in the mind sometimes that's this or that. Well, if breakthroughs come in the space between particles, I just need to lean back more. Not necessarily, right? Let's find the gray zone. Let's, let's not go to extremes. Um, your breakthrough is going to come in the space between particles and never from forcing from the mind. And the more you open yourself up to wisdom that the mind doesn't understand and the eyes can't see very often, that's where you open yourself up to a truth that's not yet been born because the mind can only really understand what it already sees and understands. That's the limitation of the mind. And something that's different coming through is not going to come from something that already exists. It's going to come from the unknown. It's going to come from the darkness. It's going to come from something that's not yet been birthed, just like you plant a seed. Well, it's in the darkness until it comes to the light. It's not in the light and then goes underground, right? So allowing it to be from the inside out rather than the outside in, similar to what I say to my clients, always operating from ask in before out in before out. And that's such a theme that's going to become even more 
required and present as we move into the cross of sleeping Phoenix in 2027. So anyway, I'm going to wrap this up for you guys. And I guess just tying a bow on this is obviously a big pivot for many that don't know my history in wellness and all of that. Um, but one, you know, I think a big thing for me is I love the coaching space. I don't love the direction of the business coaching space. And I think it's misled a lot of people, unfortunately, which has created a little bit of a mess. And it's made me realize that the way I can best help people is outside of the business coaching space, other than some limited spots within my one-on-one coaching. And then two is, oh, I didn't even tell you guys what it's called. Whispering Spruce Wellness Center is what it's going to be called. And it's both in-person and online support on your path to self-discovery and healing and harmony with nature. So I'm really excited about this this pivot. I understand if our paths depart here. I haven't decided if I'm going to just convert this podcast and keep going or close it and do another one. I might keep it on this one. I haven't really decided about that yet. Probably just keep it on this one and rebrand it. Wouldn't be the first time. But yeah, I'm excited. I guess there's really nothing else to say. It's time to go have lunch. So I hope you guys are having a beautiful holiday. I do want to let you guys know that Branded by Design 101, which is my signature brand course, is still running. We start January 12th. It's pre-recorded modules. So the modules themselves are self-paced, but I'll be there to support you in the group and on two Q&As a month. And this will be the last time. Like that offer will live and people can purchase it later, of course. But this will be the last time that there's live support in there. So if you've been on the fence of Brand by Design 101, this is the round to get in on because it's not going to be like this in the future and there won't be live support in it. All right, my friends, I hope you have a beautiful day and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.